No! 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 What? Because I was married for two fucking years! You're a cunt, Ryan. You cunt. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is episode 82 of No Sir, I Don't Like It. I'm I don't Carmen think it Mark. is. Oh, we re- we're redoing, aren't we? Ah, uh, because I remember I went UK 82, which is a hardcore thing I like, because every time I hear the words, it, but I realize we're re-recording. So, <laughs> guys, a little behind the curtains right there. We're, uh, we're oh, redoing man. 82. 82 redo, because Carmen had a headache. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Why are you making it sound like we're an old married couple? I had a headache. I just couldn't do it. Oh. Oh, no. I was trying to make you sound. That's what, how every girl cancels a comedy show. Oh, I thought it was uh, no, no. not having sex with somebody. <laughs> you, ever, you ever book a... Yeah, yeah. You ever book a show, you'll see. Uh, ladies get a lot of headaches. <laughs> that's something I've learned. Dude, I've performed with fucking migraines before. I like had to throw up in between shows. Yeah, my migraine was so bad, and then I would just fuck. It was it was, it sucked, dude. We but I, I mean, I was also for money. I know? was on tour one time with a band, and we had the flu going around mm-hmm. the van, mm-hmm. and we were all taking turns puking at shows. Oh. And uh, I was playing this show. Puke in, party. <laughs> actually, I'm thinking I'm already told this story. I think about puking in Toronto at a spot called Soy Bomb. Soy Bomb. Maybe I haven't, but I was playing a show at this uh, Not Dead Yet Fest in Toronto. It's like a hardcore and punk festival. It happens every year. It still goes on. And we were playing a, like a, we played the fest and then we played like a secret late night show mm-hmm. in this venue where the entire venue was like a half pipe upstairs. And it was, there was 300 to 400 people in there and there was no. So you could just skate inside? They just built a thing on the inside? Yeah, but just... it was so packed you couldn't move. And so there's the no flu. way to skate. No, 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 because during the day when there's not a show there, you could skate. But during a punk show, it was too packed. But I was playing, and uh, I was just puking behind me the whole time, like into a bucket, Mm -hmm. playing a show. And then uh, we were riding to the guy's house that we were staying with, and I ended up having to take my sleeping bag out of my stuff sack and just puke into the stuff sack because I I just couldn't stop puking, and we couldn't pull over every time. Why not? It was November in Toronto. It was like freezing. Oh, shit. It was just, it was brutal. <laughs> so we, oh, man, that sounds brutal. And then, but then the flu, and then the flu kept going around the van. And mm-hmm. so I got it in Toronto. And then we were leaving Montreal, headed to Portland, Maine. And it hit the singer. And, uh, and I didn't know he was sick yet. And I was telling him a story about this deer I had just hit with a car and had to kill and process. Uh-huh. So we ate the deer or whatever. Well, um, that's cool. <laughs> it's nice you process, you know, and didn't just leave. Well, it. luckily we were in Northern California. It was me and this girlfriend at the time, and we were going up to visit this weed farm. And uh, are you guys gonna go trim? Uh, no, we actually this wasn't trim season. This was just visiting the farm mm-hmm. to hang out because it was like a friend of my girlfriend's or whatever. But she also taught classes on how to process deer. Really? And, yeah. And so we hit a deer on the way up there, and we had nothing to. I didn't want to bash the deer's head in. Yeah, with a rock I mean, or whatever. That, yeah, but I would have had to have done that yeah. if I had to because the thing was in pain and it was just on the floor moaning or the ground or whatever. Yeah. And this fucking redneck pulled over in Northern California, got out of the truck and just boom, just shot it. <gasps> and he's like, y'all want it or, or can I? And we were like, no, we'll take it. And uh, so he helped us load it in the truck, which is, you know, illegal. 
because there's you gotta have a license and all that stuff. And so to process it? To, yeah, it looked like I mean it was shot in the head. It looked like we hunted illegally. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had it in the bed of a truck and we're driving it in Northern California, these mountain roads, and we have to get gas. And there's a cop filling up next to us. We just have we don't have a blanket or anything because we don't oh, have shit. anything to cover the deer with. So you just ha- it's there's like just a passed a, out drunk friend. Yeah, that there's just, a dead deer. Yeah, there's a dead deer in the bed of the truck. We're like, <laughs> sorry, officer, he just had too much to drink. <laughs> but we needed <laughs> gas. We were running out of gas. We're in the middle of nowhere. It's no only yeah, gas station. Uh-huh. So we're just like, fuck. I was like, should I lay in the bed on top of the deer? But it was like bloody, and I was oh. like, no, I won't do that. And so the cop just, I don't know if he saw it or not. I don't know if it's just country rules, like whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. I didn't see this. You know. And so we go to, eat, uh, we bring it to the girl's house and she teaches us how to process it, you know, cut it tongue to twat and uh, get all the shit out. Turns out it was pregnant. <gasps> had, a l- no. had a little speckled fawn in its stomach, little white tailed deer with little white spots on it. Oh, and shit. so was it like to, to term? Like was it? Yeah. You could see a deer. You could see it was a deer. In the, in the belly. And so we take the deer and we try to, out of respect, we bury it. This Was the little baby dead too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, did you guys fucking raise it? I just <laughs> no. got this stupid Disney story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, and wait. then we had a pet deer. Actually, no, we buried it and then in the middle of the night, the dogs dug it up and ate it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that sounds so much worse. <laughs> so then we roasted it and stuff and there's there's a thing about um, animals when they die in a struggle mm-hmm. that there's a lot of blood that stays in their muscles so it makes the meat kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, so the meat wasn't the best, but um, then we got the hide off of it, though, and I was going to make a blanket out of it or whatever, a rug. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we take the hide to my friend, because we were on like, a, we, I, I, me and this girl had friends all over Northern California who were running weed operations, because this was before it was legal, and that's just what people were doing for Yeah, money. it was good money before it got legalized. Yeah, so we're driving up. So we visited her. We take the hide. Oh, and also in the middle of the night, um, some mountain lions ate some baby goats. Two while we were there, we were hanging out with the baby goats all day, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the night, like some mountain lions got two of the baby goats, and uh, and that was just terrifying. Man, a, lot of, a lot of animal destruction on this trip, right? And so, uh, yeah, could you imagine? Never mind, I almost made a very inoffensive joke. But um, so then um, we were driving up to my friend Justin's house with the with the hide, and we got to tan the hide. So usually, you do a brainwash with it. You take the brain. And you you like basically mix it with water, and it's and uh, that's what you wash on the hide when you're tanning a hide. Uh, what? Okay. First of all, what does tanning a hide mean? Tanning a hide is how you treat the hide so that the hair stays in the hide, oh, and you can make like. A, I was always curious how that worked, like how you mm-hmm. got the hair to stay. Like, because I mean, if it falls out while you're alive. Right, right, right. So the brainwash. You actually take the brain of the animal. Yeah. And you, you take the brain of the animal. And you mix it with hot water and you whisk it up. And so you it make makes like, like a, a broth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and then you soak the um, the hide in that broth. And then you let it dry for like three days or two days or whatever. How the fuck did they figure that out? How were they like, oh, no, dude, the brain matter. That'll keep the hair in. I'm How not sure. Hopefully there's out? some more outdoorsy people listening to this who can fill in the holes with the information. Colonel John, do you know about this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so then... um. So then we had the ta- the t- the tan uh, hanging up with the we had to do an egg wash because we didn't have the brains obviously because the deer's carcass was cut up and in the fridge of the woman's house who helped us process the deer mm-hmm. so we had some of the meat 
We had like deer, we had venison steaks and venison stew while we were staying with her, but we let her keep the deer. She taught us how to process it. And it was like kind of like a gift. Here you go. Here's like a fucking two months worth of meat. Yeah. So uh, I had the hide and, and we do an egg wash with it because that's apparently is this, the substitute for brains. And we had that hung up. And then wolves fucking grabbed that hide. And then and they ran away with it because it was still fresh. So they, I think they thought there was meat on it. So they just snatched it and ran. Oh, wow. And so... So you never got your blankie. So then my, my friend Justin, whose farm I'm staying on, is like, ah, I got a bunch of other ones. He's got these white buckets all over his uh, the cabin he's living in, and in them is just hides. And so, oh, wow. <laughs> and so he gave me uh, another hide that I took home. But I think he did a bad job because the hair started falling out really badly. Uh, like a year after I had it, mm-hmm. and so then I like when I was moving. Are you supposed to re-egg wash it? Like? I don't think so. I think he just did a bad job. But I, I think uh, I was moving, and I had the hide in my closet, and then I just had it looked like a a deer evaporated <laughs> in, in my closet. There's just a big like pile Marvin of deer the hair. With his yeah, little disintegrator gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a pile <laughs> of deer deer debris. Yeah, there's a lot of animal activity in Northern California. That's um, cool. Yeah, nature's really brutal, which is why it's so confusing why people are so shocked when when uh, humans are brutal. It's like, um, yeah. Because they see them in the way that I saw them this past weekend. I was in uh, Memphis, and the um, the Thursday show was a light show, but it was a good one. And the two people, two people in the audience were zookeepers at the Memphis Zoo, which is apparently like a super rad zoo in general. But um, so then they were like, "Come, you know, come to the zoo. We'll give you a fucking." We'll give you the behind the scenes stuff you're not supposed to see type shit. Right. Um, and we did, and it was fucking amazing. I saw wolves that were not dismantling any kind of animal that were straight up acting like fucking puppies, like rubbing up against the fence, wanting to get pet, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like panting, looking at y'all lovingly and shit. And I was like, Oh my god. I hate to see an oh animal. Oh my god. I hate I hate when I see animals that I know are the most vicious animals in the world. I saw a being grizzly cute. bear who was being adorable, dude. I saw a six hundred and fifty pound fucking grizzly bear like fucking nudging the thing to be like, Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god. I was like, this is how people die. You guys look so adorable. Yeah. And like that was <laughs> that also just shows you how <laughs> men and women think differently. Cause I was there do with Brad. they? They do. I was there with Brad and Brad just like, oh my God, that thing could tear you apart. And I was like, he would never tear you apart. Oh He's just a sweet big baby. Yeah, That's there's that good is. risk assessment that we <laughs> found out last week that Carmen has. Last week, Carmen told the story about staying uh, with a creep, and now she's cuddling with grizzly bears. You want to die. You want to die. I didn't cuddle him. I I respected his space, but I wanted to so bad. Oh, my God. And then uh, I met a panda. I got to meet a panda. You don't meet pandas. I don't like the way you're saying that. (laughs) I did. Did you guys have dinner? Yeah. We had a chat. (laughs) (laughs) Zeus depressed the shit out of me. Really? Yeah, just seeing those animals cooped up like that. Because I like the danger, the element of danger. Like when I see a bear in the woods, you know, like when you're like camping, you see that fear. I never see. I never saw. And I um, I camped a bunch in Florida. Never saw a deer, or never saw. I saw a deer. I never saw a bear. And mm-hmm. we got black bears there. I saw one once. That was why it was so marvelous for me. Because like sometimes people never get to see these fucking animals at all. So now I got to see these animals. You know, right. And that's the other thing, too, is a lot of them, they're all abandoned and shit. 
like cubs and then they just bottle feed raise them and stuff like that so they're, it's not like they're, they're like, like, like old coke dealers who went to jail who had like lions and <laughs> giraffes and shit yeah i'm listening to some podcasts about uh crime right now and one, one of the drug dealers the the ancient old mistake is when you start wearing fur coats and getting a fancy car and buying mansions mm-hmm. then he had he bought a pack of wolves and what yet, a dummy it is just like every drug dealer who gets busted it's like no just be modest like i get it you got out you wanted to get rich that's what you wanted to do and you wanted to be that guy it happened to scarface man just fucking wear a regular jacket it's that whole flying too close to the sun thing that icarus shit where it's like you're you're just never content it's the greed shit um but before we get into that this podcast is brought to you by brondell guys brondell go to brondell.com uh they have bidets they have air purifiers they have all kinds of cool shit if you guys go to that website and put in the promo code no sir that's n-o-s-i-r you get 20 percent off of your entire purchase they have um, cheap versions too like when you hear bidets and, and air purifiers like you're probably thinking that you're going to be spending hundreds of dollars but they have travel versions and i'll tell you i did a show in Central Valley, California, which is where all our food is fucking grown. Mm-hmm. And it was almond harvest. And this relates to Brondell, don't worry. But uh, it was almond harvest. And the way they harvest almonds is they have this big machine that just like like a fucking... It's like a big, big vacuum cleaner, right? That no. sucks them off no, the no, tree. No, 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 no. It's funnier than that. It's really? a big fucking hand that grabs the trunk of the tree and shakes it like it owes it money. <laughs> Swear to God. And then just shakes the tree and the almonds fall down into a catcher. And the thing is, though, they don't have enough water in the Central Valley because it's such a bad drought that they can't water the ground down first. So all the dust shakes up and it looks like you're in fucking like a sandstorm in Baghdad in the Central Valley right now. And I had to do an hour of comedy and my voice was like this at the end. It was so bad. It I was, had that this past weekend. The quality was so fucking bad. I was choking, and I was like, this room needs an air purifier, and I even plugged Brondell <laughs> for free at the show. because I was, And uh, and I my fucking voice was fucked up, and my lungs were fucked up for like three days after just visiting there. And I was like, you guys are literally dying to feed the rest of us. And I didn't. I wasn't trying to pander, but I bet did they like me after I said that? <laughs> Holy shit! They were like, "Hell yeah, we are!" And I was like, "Wow, good, good thing I said that, and I meant it." Yeah, like it's fucking good thing hell. I was being honest, yeah. And I have I have a funny story about that show, but anyway, we can get back to Brondell. But remind me to tell you what happened when yeah, I was yeah. Go there. to Brondell.com, guys. Uh, if they are they're located in San Francisco. They got air purifiers. They got water filtration systems. They got bidets. They even got a travel bidet. So you pay like thirty bucks. You bring it. You know, take it on the road with you. If you guys go on the road, <laughs> you can bring it to a creepy you area. Travel. Maybe. Yeah, people you guys travel. Travel. You can always have a. Bidet you can also on take your bidet to work. Yeah. I mean, you, all you need is a two-liter bottle of, of water. You, you just, uh, you know, empty out one of those uh, sodas and the the big soda bottles, and then you you got you got clean butt. Maybe Who doesn't want that. Maybe you're going to a rock festival this weekend. You're gonna have to shit in an outhouse, and it's out of toilet paper. Get fucking travel bidet. Get in travel there, bidet. Yeah, you could just fucking hold it like an IV bag <laughs> 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 and spray your own asshole. Fantastic. I mean, I have I used to have to bring a water pistol. <laughs> just to clean my ass. Just a fucking super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get somebody to do it for me, which is always a mess. Hey, will you super soak my shitty asshole? <laughs> oh Brondell.com. Will you super soak my shitty asshole? <laughs>
Uh, we're also brought to you uh, by a fellow podcast. That's right. Wow. Podcasts are so big now they can support other podcasts. Uh, a lot of you are already familiar with them. It's a mediocre time with Tom and Dan. They are a Florida-based podcast, and they are badass. The podcast is super fun. They have all of the comedians that go through the Orlando Improv as guests. They have, like, they're so big, they've been able to throw their own goddamn crews, which is badass. So make sure you guys uh, listen to them. If, you don't, if you're unfamiliar with them, subscribe, become a premium member, because they do a lot of exclusive shit just for their premium members. They have shows, one of which I've performed on, where they rent out a huge place, and they there's free booze. They even they, they actually were giving away, like, hangover patches, because they're kind of like party dudes. Like they, they What's a hangover drink. patch? It's It looks like a, you know, like a nicotine, a nicotine patch, yeah. but it's like, I guess it's like... A basically like b12 and a bunch of other vitamins that like make sure so you put it on when you start drinking and then you wake up no hangover at all i think i have an extra one i'll i'll, I'll let you test it because god yeah. only knows you would really push it to the max to see if it really works yeah not. yeah I'm a, I'm a scientist <laughs> yeah that's it i'm a beer scientist <laughs> so make sure you subscribe become a premium member which is called a bdm they got a, a, a lot of exclusive content uh, a lot of exclusive shows so make sure you guys check them out a mediocre time with tom and dan they're awesome okay now that we got that out of the way i want to tell you a funny story that happened when i was in hanford okay which is uh I got into uh, Hanford, California. You know, it's like one of the few places left that book people like me. And uh, it um, is about 45 minutes north of Bakersfield in the middle of farm country. And it is a shithole. I really like it. it. When I say shithole, I was happy right when I got there because it was just small town redneck shit. I liked it. There's guys in fucking those camo hats with the wraparound sunglasses on their hat. And oh, a fucking yeah. long sleeve mm-hmm. Carhartt. They shirts. always were Oakleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got the fucking blue jeans with the brown boots with like fucking shit all over their boots. So, uh, and I was like, oh, this reminds me of Georgia a little bit. This is kind of nice. And so I go for a walk and I'm walking down the street. I've been in the city for about fucking five minutes. And, you know, I'd just been in a car with two people for a long time. So I just wanted to be alone for a second. Mm-hmm. And I went for a walk. <laughs> and uh, this fucking four by four, Dodge four by four, white lifted pulls up right next to me i'm on the sidewalk it's on the road obviously and it's a father and a son and the father goes hey and i look over and the kid goes fuck you and they both go "Ah, and they drive off (laughs) and i was like what a badass dad like it's like son put that homework down we're gonna (laughs) don't worry about we're gonna go say fuck you to queers on the street come on let's go spend some quality time together like who cares put that math down you're gonna be dead asthma in fucking two years anyway this town is a shithole can't breathe in here it's fucking sand everywhere in the air who cares (laughs) that is like a fun like bonding moment like yeah it was really funny like even i give my dad a lot of shit but there's like some real fun shit that he would do like like that's like that like he'd let me drive and yeah. shit like that when i was definitely wasn't supposed to which is one of those things like oh i'm gonna blow this kid's mind real quick you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah exactly it was just <laughs> it was so it was so funny to me because it's like it's such a funny example of like the dad understanding that there's no future yeah. you know so we might as well have fun like, why not? I mean, that's like, I mean, in the big picture, that's kind of a poor way to raise your kid. For sure. Absolutely. But I mean, if your kid has no chance, who cares? Have fun. Just <laughs> fucking drive around and say, fuck you. Who cares? Like, he's at best, he's going to be an almond farmer like you, but he'll have emphysema by the time he's 39 <laughs> unless we get some fucking rain. So who cares? Let's just say fuck you to people. It was really cute. I really liked it. And I was like, this sounds fantastic. <laughs> 
I, re- I really liked it there. They, they, but they did have, you know, the taqueria had a sign that said, like, no baggy clothes, no baseball caps, no. Just the, one yeah, of those signs yeah, that yeah. just could be real. They could have saved on ink if they just wrote no black people. Yeah. But, it was, you know, it was the Mexican restaurant that, uh, that sang that. So, like, it just goes to show you everybody's racist. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a really fun show. It was a small turnout, and there was the sweetest little, and by little, I mean giant biker dude. Mm-hmm. And when he walked in, he had big fucking tribal tattoos, massive arms, a big long ponytail, and you know sleeveless shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like muscular dude or like a fat guy? Ma- muscular in the way a lumberjack would be muscular, not oh, sure. not okay. from weights, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. hard work, but huge. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is gonna kill me. I was like, <laughs> I was just looking at him, and I was like, gonna, I was like, I was going over the material I was gonna do, and I was like, he's gonna kill me. He ended up liking me the best. He <laughs> out of everybody in the room, he laughed at everything I said. He loved. He went everywhere with me, mm-hmm. and he was incredible. And I even fucking busted his balls. Right. Like I was just like, you're the sweetest hell's angel I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, you would kill me. You definitely stab me, but you would make it quick, and you would apologize to my mother. You're like a beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're like you have dignity like you're respectful i really like you and i because the crowd was small enough where i just fucking just did that i yeah. just busted everybody's balls and they, mm-hmm. they were so cool and i gotta tell you man like it, there's so much more free going in front of small town or like maybe conservative audiences i know dude i was so just, much more open-minded I just, I just had such a a great time in in Little Rock, Arkansas, of all places, you know, in mm-hmm. Memphis, Tennessee as well. And, it, and it's like uh, both on the more conservative side for sure. And I still did my shit. I did my like, this is the best time to be a woman. And it got applause break and like and they were on, you know, they were on yeah. board and everything. And there was a there was this dude that was like trying to heckle through that bit. And then I was like um, and I was like, well, obviously my like because I, I do the joke about how i've killed three guys and nobody cares and then i go and it's about to be a fucking fourth if that guy doesn't shut up and yeah. then and then of course the audience liked it and then he tried to type t- like pipe up again and then i just reverted back to being like a teacher like i stopped everything and i no, go no 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 i go you're not doing this i go brad's about to come up here that's not the kind of fucking show we have here tonight you're gonna zip your mouth you're gonna shut up <laughs> or you're gonna fucking leave you're not ruining everybody else's good time and then he stayed silent. He wouldn't even look at me after the show. Oh, he, couldn't yeah. look me, he couldn't look at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His girlfriend liked me, though. Oh, dude. Imagine and when he we... was a big dude, too. Big dude, big big beard, blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, uh, uh-uh. No. <laughs> well, you and I are going out to Virginia in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel bad for any of those hecklers because <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> I think that's you and I's both of our specialties. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started a riot at the improv a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, those conservative audiences are a little more open-minded, which is funny because like, I feel like with the left, they're judging you of, to see if you're left enough. They're like, are you good enough? Are you progressive enough? Oh, you're, li- you're coming up a little short here. But I think that's also bubble stuff. Like, I go to... But I think the left is just a bubble now. I think that all because of the internet, I think anybody who's like left lives in a left bubble. I don't think 
I don't think so. I mean, you, you could live in, you can live in uh, in DC, or you could live in Atlanta, or you can live in. I, like, I was going to bring up Atlanta to back me up. Oh, how so? Is because I, when we were just out in Atlanta, every like lefty white guy comic I saw was exactly like they are in LA. Where I was like, oh, because of fucking the internet, they're all the same. Like but Atlanta used to have the fucking coolest people because they were, re- they were like it was tough to be weird in Georgia, mm-hmm. and so right. that and any any yeah, when in Atlanta was a safe haven for that. Yeah, but they all like had. Right. I mean, that's why uh, like homosexuality is way more accepted in in that versus everywhere else in the state and like not saying that that's weird but i'm saying like right like eccentric types and stuff like that would flock to places like that right i just think that like i i think a lot of like more conservative audiences are like you know we worked all week we came out to laugh if it's funny i don't care i don't have to agree with it that's the vibe i get a lot of the time mm-hmm. now sometimes you can i mean with the older with the older crowds you can lose them by being a little gross or whatever that obviously happens happened for sure but that that also happened i mean i mean they do they do boo p- pretty quick if they're super trumpy and you say anything anti-trump they will go but you can quick. get out of that pretty quickly by busting their balls back mm-hmm. with the left like if you like if you like i mean we could talk about kanye and how insane it is how people like whether kanye is informed about the 13th amendment or not doesn't fucking matter it's the fact that the left is just trying to f- fucking silence this black guy because he's not the right kind of black guy right and it fucking frustrates me but i feel like i mean he's also (laughs) he's also a goofy motherfucker dude like he's also just allowed to be wrong like why are you allowed to be wrong or or not not even saying he's wrong because that means that's like me saying i know what's right. right and i don't fucking know what's right but what I'm saying is that it's just so weird that they're like, we need more black voices in America. Black voices aren't heard. Black voices, but not that voice. That's the wrong black. Wrong. You're right. not the right kind of black voice. And it's just like, it's racist. It is racist. It's fucking <laughs> racist. Well, yeah, racist isn't a political party. It's they're on both sides. You see it all the time. Yeah. Except it's on the left, you see it in a little bit more of a passive aggressive manner, or. You know, that's where you'll get those signs, the no baggy pants and shit like that. That's also very. Right. You know what I mean? That's their way of. of it's the same kind of shit. It's just the way it's packaged. And it's, but it's still fucking racist. It's funny how you see a lot of um, women on Twitter treating Kanye the exact same way they get treated when they're being shut down, mm-hmm. where they're like saying, oh, he's mentally ill. He needs help. And it's like, how as a woman could you say that when you know what about the history of hysteria? Like. You fucking like anytime. He, I mean, but that, to be fair, Kanye has gone on television telling everybody he's bipolar and he's not treating it. So, I mean, he's also told everybody that he's nuts, you but, know? But bipolar is manic and depressive. Yeah. But so like, he's probably manic a lot of times when he's going out, like, you know, going into T- TMZ and saying, like, I understand, that, like, like slave, slavery is the only reason why I'm here and saying shit like that and, like, and and also you can unpack that and make it make sense too. Like that's a Gerard Carmichael bit. Yeah, where he's just like, "Thank God." I mean, he didn't say it that way, but like, yeah. because slavery, I get to live in America, and not Africa, and that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and so it's like addr- addressing all of those things, and like, I think it's just. I mean, I, he. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know because you gotta be a just because you like Trump doesn't mean you're mentally ill. Or racist, well, he also or had a bad. personal relationship with him before, 
I worked with somebody else who had a personal relationship with Trump before he got elected, um, you know, for years, like knew him for years. And then like now he's like, Ugh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't hate the guy, but man, he's uh, he's really making it hard to root for him, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I just think that he like the left, you know, because Kanye was such a darling. Yeah. Of the left that yeah, they, ca- sure. they can't handle disagreeing with somebody. And it's like, you can still like his music and not like the way he votes. Do you not like living in a democracy? Yeah, it's not. Are it, you against democracy? Is that what's going on? I think that's what's happening on both sides. I think that's happening on both sides because they both say outlandish, fucked up things about the other side. And like, there's no diversity in thought anymore. Like you can't be diverse in thought anymore. Or just like, you just can't even like, like stumble upon maybe a a different ideal that maybe isn't completely on one side or the other without everybody getting pissed off on you on both sides. You know, that's why it's, it seems so difficult to be a really good comedian right now. But you just don't really see the censorship coming from the right. I yeah, you do. I where? see it all the time. I see it on the internet. I see it all the time. How? That's why they even like even like previous guests of the podcast, like Jackie, Jackie Cation, Preacher Lawson. Even if they just go online and like all, for instance, all Preacher did was post of the the Nike ad of, um, Kaepernick of Kaepernick, and uh, I'm never listening to your comedy again. He didn't say anything. All he did was post the ad. But he that, posts the picture of the ad. I'm, I'm not fine with that. Any- that's fine because that's not censorship. That's me saying I don't like your political it is, standpoint. So to I'm not they're trying to they shame censor you by saying like I don't think I'm are. not going to support your comedy anymore. You need to stick to comedy. You need to do this. People that's ever, people trying to tell you what you're allowed and not allowed to talk about. That when, is fucking censorship. I don't think it is. When you say I don't support you anymore, you're just that's that's nonviolent communication. That's saying. I don't, I have morals that you violated, whether or not they're right or wrong, and because it makes me uncomfortable, I choose not to support you. That is very fuck. Everybody has the right to do that. That is then different. They can just do it. Why do they have to fucking tell the person? Why is that necessary? Because, Why do you need to tell p- comedians it's not to censorship. stick to comedy? That everybody has a right to do that, but they're not generating hashtags that are like cancel preacher. Like that's left behavior. Like look at every late night show. Like Trump's getting. F- fucking annihilated and the, this is what the left does right now they make me empathetic to people i hate i forget who the fuck i'm feeling sorry for like when i like when i skim through late night and i see james Corden, stephen colbert and all the other retards just making anti-trump jokes it feels like you're like jesus christ what the fuck this is all the same thing and it's all so fucking vicious and then you're like god damn that poor bastard and then you like think about him and you're like why are you making me like this guy? Fuck you. I don't like this guy, but I don't like the way you're treating him because you're, it, it, I, I don't know, but they like, like you don't, anybody who has any, uh, like you won't see anybody get a late night panel or anything in entertainment because it's so controlled by the left that anybody who is not vocally left gets censored. They don't get fucking stage time. They don't get, you know, TV time. It's not happening. Look at the Comedy Central half hours. They're literally rewarding people for having the quote-unquote right opinion and not even being funny. It, there's such a huge difference between somebody saying, I don't support you anymore. That's fine. You can f- block me. I don't give a shit. Don't support me. I don't fucking care. As opposed to, we need to get this person fired. 
Nah, fuck that. I don't think people need to do. I think you can block somebody and not follow them without being like, I don't like in fucking unrail unloading what all if, of your who bullshit. Who cares if you don't like it or not? That doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, it's not. It's but when does it fucking? When has it mattered? When does it need to matter? Whatever the fucking political. When, views when are they start comedian. taking, when they start trying to rally a movement against you. As, How is posting a Nike a- ad a fucking? Starting a movement. It's not. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, then what are you, what are you I'm, saying? I'm saying there's nothing wrong with people saying, I don't support your opinions, so I'm no longer going to support you. It hurts. Maybe it hurts to f- hear that or whatever, but that's like democracy in action. That's totally fine. Dude, people not telling pe- people to stick to comedy and that they're not supposed to f- talk about political shit. It's offensive, shit. but it's not trying to take fucking food off your plate. They're not generating a movement to get preacher fired from his work nobody's doing that but you will see that with anybody who takes a right stance anybody they all get kicked off youtube they all get kicked off twitter they all get anybody who who is edgy on the right when you see all these left tweets that are like i want donald trump fucking dead i want him dead that doesn't get you kicked off twitter but if you say if you make like a weird pro-gun school shooter joke that's also gnarly kicked off twitter but you're not even asking for people to get you know like the way nick DePaulo got suspended off of twitter oh you're saying because it's not a call to action that's the difference no but the left yeah because the left will fucking get your you will take food off your fucking table it's it's annoying people telling you to stick to comedy it's annoying people telling you they don't support you anymore because of a kaepernick ad but they're at least they're only speaking on behalf of themselves and people have a right to do that. But it's when they start fucking trying to rally the troops and fucking get you canceled. That's when it's crossing the line, in my opinion. But I think it's just because they feel like that's the only power that they have because there's no power. Because they only control all of the media? Yeah. Versus, I don't know, the country? Yeah. If, if, if you don't have any control over anything that happens in the country and the only thing you have is fucking your monologue on Saturday Night Live, you're going to fucking use the monologue on Saturday but Night Live. I'll tell you the big difference, though. There must, there's, <laughs> this is where self-reflection needs to happen and people need to fucking have a real come-to-Jesus moment because they can control the government if they had a message that was fucking appealing to the majority, but they fucking don't. They, you can get elected to run the government. You don't get elected to run the media. They're choosing to censor people. They're making decisions to shut people out. But they, you can get elected in office. The only reason they don't have a majority is because they don't fucking connect with people. That's what's going on. How so? How are they not connecting with people? Because they don't fucking win the elections. They would win. They would be in the majority. They would have the presidency. They would have the fucking Senate. They would have the fucking House if they were connecting with people. It's different. You can't. the, The the entertainment is a private business where people can ice people out and fucking shut them up and censor them. Government is wide open. If the country really liked what the fucking left had to offer, they would destroy in the elections. But at the very best, they barely get by. The majority of this country is conservative. It's just they don't control the media, so you don't hear it. And I'm not even conservative. I'm just so goddamn fed up. And I, I barely look, you know, I'm just so goddamn fed up with everything that like, and the, and the fucking, whi- I mean, I just don't, I just, the whininess of everybody is just so goddamn frustrating. And it's way more fucking, uh, the reason why I'm so hard on the left is because they fucking control my ability to make a living. Because they run comedy. They run everything. So, 
but like I do think that they're fucking full of shit and full of censorship. There should be like a William F. Buckley on TV, like other than Fox, but there fucking isn't. Nobody. It's all the same guys. John Oliver, Jim Jeffries, Trevor Noah, Samantha What's, B. That's, I mean, that's because Stephen they're better Colbert. writers. I mean, it's they're funnier. It's oh, that's always been that way because they're, we've been funnier. Mm, I don't know. What do you mean? Mm, I don't know. Dennis Miller is not as funny as he used to be. Those shows aren't very. None of those shows I just mentioned make me laugh. Jim Jeffries does, but because he's way more moderate than the rest of them. But that's not why he's funny. But like Jim Jeffries does make me laugh. But like Stephen Colbert to me is a hilarious human being, and I've loved his whole career. He sucks as a late night host because he's. I bet he fucking drinks himself to. I bet he blacks out every night. I bet he's miserable because he has to tow this fucking. The, I, I tweeted the other day the only person he more. He doesn't ups- have to. He came from a political that, show and he brought more. But he of came a from a funny political a show. satire show. This isn't. This isn't even satire anymore. This is just fucking a rally. It's way different. The Colbert Report was hilarious. This show isn't even fucking funny. And like I, I tweeted the other day that I think the only person more obsessed with Donald Trump than Donald Trump is Stephen Colbert because he has anti-Trump jokes in his Twitter bio. He tweets about Trump every day. His monologues about Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. And he, and you know because he's an actually funny dude that he probably wants to do more. And But because this is what gets him ratings right now, the network's forcing him to do this, and I bet he's miserable. That dude is on reins, man, and they are snapping those reins. He's an improv dude from Chicago, like Second City guy. He wants to be wackier and goofier. He That's when he's at his best. He's so fucking funny. I think he had the option to do that because, I mean, that's why they it changed. It wasn't winning, they changed the the They changed the show f- to cater to Jimmy Fallon, who is also wacky and goofy and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They changed the show to, to suit him more. And that's why he had, they have all those goofy bits that he does with the singing and all that shit. That's, that was all to cater to how he, the kind of host that he is. The, the, the Tonight Show is catered to the host. He wants this I don't platform. Think, I think you're wrong. I think what happened was he blasted Trump a few times in his monologue, and they noticed that they passed Fallon in the rating, ratings, and they were like, all right, we're running with this now. I think that's what happened. I think he's a fucking prisoner. Mm. I really do. When I see him, I'm just like, oh, this is pathetic. Let's ask him. Steven, write us in and let us know. It's got to it's gotta suck, too, to feel like you're like, I took over for Letterman. I have millions of dollars. I am as successful as a fucking improv guy from Second City could ever be. But you're saying that, but every, every host has always busted the balls of every single president. Not like and it's this. Not like- you know it's not like this. And t- Bill Clinton was the last one because he had a fucking sex scandal, and that's just easy and hacky. But like nothing's been like this. I don't. I mean, George Bush didn't even get this fucking hammered. It's just. It's just what. Uh, because I. I don't know. For some reason, like I don't think right wing people really plug into this stuff. Watch a lot of that stuff because they feel like they don't have a voice in entertainment and comedy. So I don't think they watch it. So the people who are watching it just want to see their narrative reinforced. I don't know. I really don't like late night right now. It's pretty brutal. It's just Conan. Conan's the only one left, and I think he's like in last place. But he's like the last funny one. It makes me sad that Conan's in last place. I think it's because uh, we're fully immersed in it, and everybody wants to hear that every that everything's going to be okay in their way. It's the same reason all the right wing people watch Fox News and take it for fucking gospel. Well, that's all they have. What else are they going to watch? They take it for gospel. They and have they have that and like military cop and CSI shows. 
That's all they have. And the, and the NRA channel. They have the NRA channel. What is that? You've never watched NRA TV? What is it? I don't know about it. It's Is it actually on TV? The NRA has a TV channel. On what? I don't know. It's their own channel. I don't know what it is. The NRA television yes. channel? <laughs> it's called NRA TV. And it's like, and it's mostly all propaganda. Hmm. I mean, not surprised there. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably super boring. <laughs> But I mean, I take. Uh, I, I think. But I mean, they have TV shows and shit where it, and it just always happens to involve a gun somehow. Like mm-hmm. it's that. It's all that kind of shit. I do take. I I, I think a lot of uh, uh, the funniest comedians are right leaning, though. I think Colin Quinn, Jim Norton, Norm Macdonald, Roseanne was super funny when she started. Like I think uh, a lot of those comics, Patrice O'Neill. I mean, that whole old vanguard of New York. Patrice O'Neill wasn't yes, a Republican. He, he was very conservative, but it was the the it was just the race issue that put him in the other camp because he hated white people. So he, but if you listen to him talk about like economy shit, he was very conservative, very conservative. He also was openly racist. I mean, he 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 opened a bit that was said, "I am racist to the bones, and I fucking love it." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those comics are conservative and funny. I think that um, Nick DiPaolo is funny, although he's lost it recently. Well, that's been my whole. That was my whole point with the whole telling people to stick to comedy or whatever. Is like, it's not our job to be fucking politicians. It's not our job to. We're here to entertain, and but we're also human beings, and we've also been forced to fucking exploit ourselves more and more and more with the progression of technology. And with that means you're gonna start seeing our actual views and shit just because we don't know what the fuck else to give you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can only generate so much content, and we're not all fucking you know seventeen year old kids that are playing pranks on strangers and shit you know <laughs> like we're fucking youtube stars and shit or you know what i mean i don't yeah. know it's so it's just like at some point you're gonna get a whole person and right. for them to have for you so what so what if somebody and it goes both ways it's not just but it's only the people on the right that i see that are doing that that tell people to stick to comedy they don't tell you that you're not supposed to have your opinion i mean they just disagree with you and they want to argue with you really you don't see people on the left just blatantly saying we don't want any more men on shows they're like trying to shut up an entire gender (laughs) that's insane I mean, I hear people saying that they want more women on shows. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard oh, people I'll show say, you. I'll show you some shit after this pod. For sure. Where <laughs> I haven't heard people saying that they don't want men on there. There's too, there's too many. There's just not enough women. There's literally not enough women for you to kick men out of comedy. That's not going to happen. But so regardless of whether whatever the four women in all of comedy who have ever thought that or, or seriously. You're underplaying the numbers, dog. <laughs> You're underplaying the numbers. You don't have the numbers, so you don't even know what I you're saying. I could name four people right now and That's four. right off the top of my head. I, I'll give you five. <laughs> I'll give you five right now. They're all, yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I what, else, what One thing I was going to say, though, is that uh, with the fucking, the way everybody's so bitchy and whiny that all I know is what I don't like, and I have no idea what I believe anymore. I am so lost because... I'm trying really hard, and I actually am trying. A lot of people say they aren't. I mean, I have a fucking... I'm trying to figure out what I believe, mm-hmm. and I so what much... What do you do to try to figure it out? You know, fucking... I, I, I write. I, I try to pick, I pick a topic, a social topic, and I write about it. Try to figure out how I feel about it. 
Really? Yes. Because I want to know. I don't know anybody that's actually put in that much effort into the thing. I think they just read a thing online and then decide their entire ideology based on that one thing that they read. Well, I'm so. I mean, just coming out of the punk scene and that fucking garbage cult I was in, like, I just, like, I want to know what I'm for. I've only known what I was against or I've only been spoon fed narrative. So I, and it, I think if everybody put a little more effort into figuring out what they're for and not what they're against and fought for what they were for mm-hmm. and not fought what they were against, I think things would be a lot more positive. What I mean, that's not, I don't think that's true because you're for things. What am I for? You're for abortion. Sure. That's whatever. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't that's not a whole identity. It's not a whole identity, but that is something that you are for. Yeah, but I don't know if I I mean, if you go down that's that's the whole thing is if you go But down I don't know how I actually feel about abortion. I don't know if I feel like it's murder or not. I really don't know. Like I don't know like because like my opinion's always been like I don't care even if it is murder, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like so, but like I I, sh- I do want to know how I feel about it but I couldn't have a deep conversation like if I was talking to somebody who was passionately uh, uh, against abortion and had I don't think I could hold my own I'm just like I just think people should be allowed to do whatever they want but like and then if somebody's like well you're you're killing a person but yeah I don't care like that's not a stance you right. know what I mean like I don't really not, but I feel like most people don't feel unless you're out there protesting abortion clinics i don't think anybody really feels that much either way anyway no i mean not feel i don't even it's not even about feeling you always get so fucking upset when i use the word feel for thought (laughs) it's every time because it's not like i'm not really talking about emotions what i'm saying is that like i don't have a i don't have a formulated stance about it i don't think i could win a a, a debate about an issue Mm -hmm. i mean it's not about winning debates that's one thing we need to learn. It's not about winning debates. But what I do think is like, I don't think I'm informed about anything. I don't think I have, I don't know, I don't know why I've, I've never voted, but I mean, if I, if I were to vote, I imagine I would just vote mostly Democrat or whatever, but I don't know, I don't really know why. I, I actually don't like all the taxes they're taking out of my check mm-hmm. uh, in California when the roads are shit and the fucking social system in California is garbage and everybody's homeless. And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I paying for? I don't understand. So I don't really know anything about how I feel about or what I think about like what, what my ideals are, what I'm what I'm for. I couldn't I couldn't fucking tell you. And I don't think most people could. Well, yeah, because that would require you researching and like learning about shit. And then not only that, but just learning that the history of things and and not just basing things on superficial. Well, I don't like that they take a lot of taxes. Well, where is where are the funds going? What are the taxes being used for? Are they not are they not fucking spreading them out the right way? And if that's the case, who would and vote that way? How right. do I make it like all of that requires work and people are lazy. So it's easier to just type you're racist to tweet at somebody because they don't want to sit down and read what the fuck they're talking about. It's the same way you can call somebody a libtard fucking cuck because you also don't want to, you just want to be whatever party your parents were. See, do you think the right's not funnier, but the insults they come up with are so much better? Like the right's like, you're racist. You're, you have inter- No, one's, one's an insult and one's a real thing. You have internalized misogyny. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, well, you're a fucking cuck. And it's like, yeah, that's way funnier. But a cuck's a real thing, and it's like it's cuck shaming, and I don't really appreciate that. <laughs> Some people just really like having their wife. Fuck I'm gonna in start front of them. shame shaming. 
<laughs> Shame is the only thing that's ever motivated me to ever make a healthy decision in my life. <laughs> I have never made a positive decision out of caring for myself. You know what I mean? Like my no. main my main motivation. Go back and listen to our episode Shame and Encouragement. We cover it pretty <laughs> extensively. My main motivation for making money in this business is so that my dad can die not worried about how I'm gonna end up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've only well, ever see. I don't have that burden because my dad. When I asked my dad what he thought I would be when I grew up, he said a Seven Eleven uh, clerk. Like I worked the register at Seven Eleven. So, um, fuck you, Papa Bear. But again, <laughs> that's shame. So if he had to shame me, then I probably. I I don't know. I mean, I might have, but I don't know if I would have been as motivated. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I mean, I talk to you about this off mic all the time. There's it's some people are motivated by negative reinforcement, and some people are motivated by positive, and the fact that people try to obliterate. Neg- negativity in general is just unrealistic and unhealthy. Yeah, it really is. People are so insane. This fucking woman, I guess she was a comic, uh, came up to me after a set and was like, I really like this joke. And uh, and I was like, oh, thanks. And she was like, yeah, I wasn't like, it's weird because you were talking about Nazis and I wasn't offended one time. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. What are you talking about? Are you coming up to me to tell me that, like, hey. Hey, you didn't upset me with that stuff yeah. you did. Oh, God. It was like, oh, you want to be upset? That's, that's the new good set. Yeah. I wasn't offended. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> and she was supposedly a comic. I wanted to bash her face into the bar. I was like, you <laughs> fucking suck. I don't give a shit how you feel. You like it? You laugh or don't laugh. Otherwise, get the fuck out of my face. What are you? <laughs> get out of here. And then I, I remember we, me and, and then me and another comic were sharing fucked up stories mm-hmm. at a table. Like, oh, this really bad thing. I blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I was like, fuck off. These are funny stories. If this didn't happen, what would we be talking about right now? What would we, you know, these fucked yeah. up stories are fun. Yeah. And a little punched up. <laughs> of course, you got to embellish it for the laugh. Yeah, of course. That's another thing. I'm so sick of like. Like you know, in like in music and comedy, I think more than anybody else, if you use the first person pronoun, people get really upset if they find out it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm a writer. Like you don't go up to an author who wrote a book that's in first person and be like, "Did that really all happen to you? <laughs> did Grapes of Wrath really? Were you? Did you <laughs> shoot? Did you shoot a big retard?" You know, is that true? Were you in the Dust Bowl? Like, yeah. Hey, Mark Twain, did you really say the N-word that much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is I. I Just because I said I doesn't mean it's me. It's a storytelling device. Mm-hmm. And you're more likely to laugh if you think the character telling the story is the person doing it. Mm-hmm. Stop asking me if it really happened, Especially if you're a comedian. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't think you have to because I've heard people do like uh, Stuart Huff, who is a great comedian that is you should look him up if you guys ever get a chance to. Stuart Huff is amazing. Um, He did this story about a, a kid who stole a penguin. I'm not saying that other like second or third persons don't work. Of course they work. But I'm saying the first person doesn't inherently have to actually be you. Right. It's a storytelling device. But I'm saying you also don't have to do it in first person. Sure, I agree. But like if I do, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm n- I'm not under oath. Yeah. I'm just here to make you laugh. 
like yeah i uh, i don't know i get so frustrated with that because like especially when somebody who it's like no oh I, oh i get why you're not funny you don't fucking write you only just retell things that actually happened the way they happened oh which just sounds real boring that's why you're asking me no real life sucks that's why people pay to hear me talk yeah because no i i owe it to people who spent money on their evening to embellish i owe it to them Mm -hmm. i've did that really happen go fuck yourself (laughs) did that really happen oh i get so mad but like in music too like david allen co writes a lot of satire and he wrote he wrote a couple songs that used the n-word back in the 70s where he was like but but the guy saying it in the song is the ass of the song. Mm-hmm. He's he's an idiot. Yeah, he's the ignorant. It's one. satire. Yeah. It's the same thing Twain was doing. But people can't handle satire anymore, and they can't. So he's like been boycotted for years for being racist, and he's like and homophobic, and he's like motherfuckers. I was in jail my whole life. I was fucking black men when I was eighteen. Like, oh get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with you? He's like, I've sucked more black dicks than any of you. <laughs> What are you talking about, homophobic and racist? Shut the fuck up. That guy in that song ain't me. I just said I because it's a narrative device, you fucking retard. Yeah. People are just, yeah. Oh, he said I, so he means it. Full of anger today. I can tell. Yeah, I'm really angry. Anger with your own kind, question mark? Maybe they're not your own kind. Maybe you're more conservative than you realized. I think what it is is that I've never been a fucking conservative-minded person, so it's like kind of... If for a long time it was like irrelevant for me to criticize them because they weren't relevant to me, and I always identified as a. How so? Because your dad's conservative. Sure, and you know what? He's one of the most fucking honest and best people I've ever met in my life. I started. That doesn't have anything to do. It does. No, what I'm saying is that I'm so sick of people writing somebody off as a person based on how they vote. That's fucking retarded to me. I think that like. Yeah, we talked about that. uh, You start take yeah, but you start taking stock of people you know and you take them on an individual basis, it'll change a lot of stuff. But what I think is it's easier, it's it's more interesting for me to criticize the far left because that's what I fucking identified as for so long. And so it's just like, who cares if the Republicans are doing something weird? That's not relevant to me. That's not, that's how I, it felt for years. <laughs> Let's do the gripe of the week. It's the gripe of the week. It's, it's the, the gripe, gripe of, of the week. week. I'm sweating. I could be in an igloo right now and I'd be sweating because mm-hmm. I'm just so fucking angry this week. Maybe it's my period. My man period. <laughs> I think a man period is just rage <laughs> where they're just like mm-hmm. fucking angry for a week. But what is the bleeding out? Is it just a big shit? Oh, maybe because that feels incredible. Although it's hard to be angry know, after a good probably. shit. Gripe of the week from Brandon Valley is stickering deli meat bags closed so it rips when you try to open and then the meat goes bad faster. I'm sure that's a problem. I've never had deli meat last more than a day in my fridge. <laughs> Do you binge eat deli oh meat? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Look, here's my here's here's my problem with deli meat is that I it's like one package of deli meat is like the size of a chicken breast that you would just eat for dinner. You know what I mean? So it's really hard. No, it, it depends on how much deli meat you get. He's talking about when you get it carved and you go, "I want a half a pound of this. I want a quarter." Pound sure, of this. but when half you of, not when the prepackaged stuff. So when you when you get that. They slap that sticker on on the no. piece of plat and it rips open and then the shit's all there. I know. You, I don't think you understood what I was saying. What, what I'm saying is that when I get the deli meat and I look at a quarter pound, whatever, of deli meat and I see how big it is mm-hmm. as an entire thing, it's not that much bigger than a chicken breast that I would eat at once. Uh-huh. So I just take all the meat out and I just eat it like, I ro- uh, like a big pile of 
telling me because I'm like, this is the same size as a chicken breast. <laughs> so I it's just eat the whole thing. How is it not? Because <laughs> <laughs> because because when you go and you buy a pound of like chicken breast or something like that, there's several chicken titties in there. It's not just one. So you just they just compress the meat so. But much. when you make a a, a a chicken breast with rib meat on, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that that's a big hunk of meat. It's about the size of a bag of deli meat. So I don't understand where I'm wrong here. I don't understand. It's more. How? It's because put the, them next to each other and look at they, them. Yes, but one is more dense than the other. That's why you get a stack of meat as opposed to a whole chicken breast. Because that thing, they 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 slam it together. That, you ever notice how when you buy chicken from a deli, it's not the same shape of a titty? It's this big fucking thing. It's like meat like smashed together. And then they slice it super thin. But it's still denser than if you just bought a chicken titty. Maybe. So you're still eating like a lot more fucking meat. Well, maybe <laughs> I just never developed that thing where you you know when you see a graduated cylinder and you think it's more water than or like a short a little displacement a is that what that is yeah. yeah maybe i just never developed that you also don't think a bowling ball and a feather <laughs> fall down at the same rate <laughs> you, yeah you put the chicken breast and the deli meat next to each other i'm like that's the same amount of food right there <laughs> it's not so I i'll take you. a i'll roll it up like a fat meat cigar i'll put a layer of like a row of mayonnaise and mm-hmm. then mustard and then i'll roll it up like a joint like a big fat cigar <laughs> and then i'll just eat it like a jerky stick that's cream filled it's like a churro it's like a meat churro well if you ever were able to have deli meat go for more than one day this is a very valid gripe because it sucks but a lot of times they put them in like ziploc bags now so you don't even have to fucking worry about it um but that does suck i've had that happen to me a a few times at Publix. i'm Um, sorry buddy i'm trying to be less hateful what want to know my new bumper sticker no no not my new bumper sticker my new quote that i'm gonna uh try to make famous are you gonna get it tattoo on your rib cage like all the ladies do this is my new inspirational quote hate is like cheesecake it tastes good and it's delicious but it'll ruin your heart are you gonna get that (laughs) that on a leather satchel yeah that sounds great (laughs) isn't that good (laughs) gripe of the week from kenzie Zelinsky is when idiots park like this and there's a picture of a honda crv that's parked on parked on the forked it's parked <laughs> on the corner of four different parking spots. it's like when you stand on the colorado utah arizona yeah when you're on, or on it four states at once and ohio and like where all the four states meet right on yeah. that they're yeah, parked that's where that on car is parked <laughs> which is a fair they're taking up four fucking parking you spots, 100%. which is actually impress, imp- impressive you should be allowed to smell that to pieces <laughs> the car yes you should be able to, they should have every parking lot should have like a bucket you know how you put umbrellas in a little bucket yeah sure they should have little baseball bats in a bucket and if a parking spot is you got to take pictures to prove it if a parking spot is if four parking spots are being taken up by one car you text the picture of the parking spot and then you to la the department of transportation mm-hmm. text a picture to them in uh and then you go get your baseball bat. You show the picture to the manager of whatever store you're in. Mm-hmm. And he says, looks good to me. You get the baseball bat. Everybody just fucking destroys the car. <laughs> and you don't get to claim insurance on it. You don't get it. You're at fault for the accident. <laughs> if And if I hurt myself beating your car, I get to sue you. 
for hurting myself <laughs> while I beat your car. That's, That's a bit much. I nope. feel like you already got to go through the property damage of getting a new vehicle. I don't think you can. How else are these people going to learn? I think that's enough. I think having to buy. But I'm trying to be less hateful. You know, hates like cheesecake. Have I said this? (laughs) Oh my God, shut up. Trish Goodwin (laughs) Sitterson's gripe of the week is people who drive at dusk slash almost dark who don't turn on their headlights. Okay. So like every other car in the road has their lights on and now I can't see you at all. Yeah, that's uh, you got to flash the brights at them. But I mean, some people, I think their lights are automatic and some people's aren't. That's so true. I think if more people's lights weren't automatic, it wouldn't be every other car. Mm-hmm. So I really, I feel like you're just uh, fucking bitching at the p- people who have less expensive cars and they have it hard enough. Ben Backrack White's gripe of the week is people who act like loving Halloween makes them special. Guess what? We all love Halloween. It is the best holiday there is. Uh, yeah, it's the most fun. There's no uh, there's no family pressure. There's no nothing. It's literally to just have a good time. This year I think I'm gonna go as a black Indian. What? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do blackface and I'm gonna wear a giant headdress. Would that be good? I thought we worked on this whole hate thing. I, I don't hate it. I just respect. Just it's to, an homage. No, no. It's <laughs> an homage. I think those are two better cultures and I'd like <laughs> to pretend to be one for a day. <laughs> It's cute. It's cute. I'm a sexy black Indian. <laughs> oh yeah, did I say sexy? That's a big part of it. No, you I'd be a sexy that. black well, that, Indian. That makes it okay. Yeah, yeah as yeah. long as it's attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel cute. Listen, it makes a difference in assault. It makes a difference uh-huh. in. <laughs> it really in does. Halloween costume. Look how ugly all the Me Too people are. You tell me, beautiful <laughs> people aren't being a little aggressive? Come on, how many beautiful people have you met? They're all entitled. They think the world is theirs. Let's me too some of these fucking lookers. Bradley Cooper, I'm coming for you. Is if we take down the pretty ones, guess what? The mediocre-looking dudes, they move up to being more attractive if we start eliminating the hot ones. Well, I'm not saying let's kill people. Oh, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I don't care. I mean, I believe me, if Bradley Cooper got killed, I wouldn't shed a tear. Christopher Woolley's <laughs> gripe of the week is how big and tall went to casual male just to not offend the obese. They rebranded it because it used to like the big and tall stores. I didn't know that and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. This big is... and tall stores that rebrand to now it's casual male. You're a like... fat fuck. Get used <laughs> to it. Who cares? It's beautiful. You live in a place where there's too much food. You can't. You can't it eat all the food. No, it happens to animals too. Animals that uh, let live in an uh, area both with cats a surplus. I live with. <laughs> Are they both fat? They're fat fucks. <laughs> and they're happy, I think. I don't know. I can't talk. But I mean, like, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. You're fat because you live in fucking Rome. You're yeah. de- it's decadent. Big and tall. You're you're the fucking biggest humans on earth. It doesn't even, it's not like it even says fat, like fat guy clothing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not fat and tall. <laughs> they sh- it should be <laughs> fat or tall. Because yeah, fat and t- or tall. And or tall. <laughs> fat and or tall. I mean, it's not catchy. Big and tall is better. Big and tall is way better because sometimes it's like that dude that you saw that's not fat. He's just a lumberjack, so he's got broad shoulders, and he needs a big. She needs a bigger shirt. Also, this is making fat a bad word, which is what I thought we were trying to get away from. You know what I mean? Like instead of being like, oh, we don't want to call you big. Because you're sensitive about that. I thought it was just like, yeah, but there's every different shape of body. Who gives a fuck? You know? Like, yeah, I'm fat. Who cares? That's just, there's all the shapes. This is the shape I am. I'm not embarrassed. I'm fat, and that's fucking fine. I, I thought that's where we were trying to go. 
as a society. I think that's where you would hope it would go. Uh, but so when you change big so and tall, sensitive. you make it shameful that you're fat. Yeah. It's like we're changing this because well, we know it's embarrassing th- for you. Well, that's the thing is, is that's already been in play for way too long. Like, Ex- exactly. Yeah. So the clothing store isn't going to change it. Yeah. It's, ridi- it's not again. It's not. They're trying to sell clothes. If it, fat people feel uncomfortable going to a big and tall, which actually I don't think that anybody was. I don't know who said that other than this, the the recent body positivity and all that shit since that recently came out. And that's, again, only been the last couple of years, the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that's been because big and tall stores have been big and tall stores for mm-hmm. a very long time. So it's just an it's a new and it's annoying. Casual male. Also, most tall guys are big by the end because their back and knees are so bad they can't do cardio. It's hard, yeah. You know? It's like it's hard to stay in shape. It's also hard just being tall. You know that. It's fucking hard. It's hard on your joints. And I am and I can go to any store and find clothes. I'm only 6'2". Like, I can't imagine what it's like being an actual tall person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just on the taller side of normal. Right. But, like, I can't imagine being like a... I think you just seem taller to me because I'm so short. Yeah, I'm just, I'm 6'2", and I'm probably already under 6'2", because I'm, like, older now. You're shrinking? Probably, right? Gravity does a number on you. <laughs> it's definitely done a number on my balls. <laughs> Have you, do you sit on, do they, wait, do they do that, that hacky joke where your balls, uh, you teabag the toilet? Uh, I have always gotten water in a few states. Yes, every state has different water levels. <laughs> there are certain states I hit water in, and they're more the water-rich states. Washington, Michigan, uh, New York. Upst- Michigan? I think you might want to use a different state than Michigan. Why? They have a lot of water. Just because it's poisonous doesn't mean there isn't a bunch of it. <laughs> the Flint thing isn't about a drought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's good water. I don't want my balls touching that nasty Flint water. <laughs> Matter, of, But just the water-rich states, you know, California has really tight regulations on how much water can be in the toilet. The toilets have to meet a certain standard. Mm-hmm. So I don't get water in California. I know the day I'm teabagging the water in California, I know I'm an old man. But I, I did have an extra long ball day recently. Where, was it just a hot day? Yeah. That, was, that also helps. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Not helps, but like. I thought about putting an ice pack lengthy. on there to get them back up there. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was definitely like, I was like, holy shit, what is this? Am I melting? What the fuck's going on? Balls are so funny. They'll never not be funny <laughs> to me. I hate them. Why? Because they're just in the way. I like a cock. <laughs> I mean, not a cock, my cock. <laughs> I like a good a cock, just no a balls. good cock with no balls. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a shape that's always the same. It's like bigger or smaller, but it's always the same. The balls are like too much personality in that. If you just sit there and and, and like this is something guys do all the time, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but like, if Don't you speak on behalf of you're right. Brian. How dare I speak on behalf of men? If you like pinch your ball skin over your balls. So, you, so the balls are under your uh, index finger and your thumb. So you're making like the okay sign and you pinch the skin in and the balls are under your fingers and there's just the loose skin and you just watch it. It moves like a fucking octopus, you know, like this, the, the, it looks like it's alive. It is, it's, Brian. And, they're, <laughs> and if you like stare at your balls enough, you can just watch them move. Is this why you're late to the podcast? <laughs> you're just have your nut skin in a headlock and you're watching it wiggle, you fucking weirdo. It's like, weirdo. this is insane. There's like, it's like there's this animal hanging below me just doing its thing. It's fucking weird. 
No other part of your body's like that. Okay. Last grave of the week is Jason P. Leonard is people <laughs> who eat boiled crabs at Chinese buffets. I don't trust them, the crabs or the people. What? Crab's awesome. Yeah. I don't get it. You got to you gotta say why. You got to back that up with at least one more line. Well, I asked why. I, he said, uh, people who eat boiled crabs at Chinese buffets. And I said, why? He said, it's something about this, the way the seafood is done at those places. Those things. Did a Chinese man molest you with a crab? <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> it does always smell weird. Like, if you go to a, like, an all-you-can-eat crab leg fest that's at a seafood restaurant. It yeah, it's is a different. fishy smell. That's why it is. It's fish. It doesn't smell good. No, but it's different. It smells like old fish at the Chinese buffet. At least like the nine of them that I've been to. It's old like- fish at the Chinese buffet sounds like a Western. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Wham, wham, wham. I think is what you meant to do. I, I was smiling. I couldn't stop smiling, so I couldn't pucker my lips right. Because I was thinking about a Chinese guy molesting a guy with a crab. Does, <laughs> you just stick the claw up his butt. Does he take, does he take <laughs> the claw up and pull that little tendon that makes the yeah. pinch? He pinches, he pinches his balls. His balls. Yeah, yeah, either way. He hangs two. Cra- it's, it's, he's the the crabs. He pinches both claws between the nipples, so it looks like he's hanging like a cliffhanger, just hanging off his nipples. <laughs> Do you think that? Oh, definitely. Um, the big and tall. Think the big and tall got it. I mean, four four spot parking with evidence. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of the four spot park. I mean, you thought violence was uh, okay for that, so I feel like that's way better of a gripe than. I mean, we all, I already told my story. I don't know what episode is where the guy took up two parking spots and I shit talked him and then realized he could beat my ass and I almost wrecked your car. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember. So, like, I remember hearing about it. I definitely <laughs> don't remember what actually happened because I wasn't there. But, um, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I just back into Wilshire Boulevard. I'd rather say sorry to Carmen than get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my vote is for uh, the parking spot Yeah I'm down That's fucking obnoxious And that's affecting Three other people's lives Yeah So Kenzie Zelinsky, You got gripe of the week baby Make sure you guys subscribe uh, Email us NoSirPod at gmail.com Follow us on all the assorted Social media At NoSirPod At Brian J. Vokey At The Funny Carmen Write us a little reviews On the iTunes We appreciate you We love you Thank you for listening I just want to say One last thing Hate is like cheesecake Oh my god Shut up No sir I don't like it 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 I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. But I don't want your life.